Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon and welcome to the Greg Townsend Sports Show. We are here in Wild Card Weekend on a playoff Monday. Because this is how life works now, talking about the two games each day from playoff Saturday, Sunday, and now two games on Monday for maybe the first true super wild card weekend. Uh, everybody makes fun of the NFL trying to talk about wild card weekend as super wild card weekend. Eh, if you give me two games every day over three days, I'll, I'll let you call it super wild card weekend. Um, it's been pretty wild. Obviously, Bills fans have been going crazy with. All the different, you know, weather. Uh, shout out to all the people there. It sounds like people were smart and safe, stayed off the roads, let the the crews work and get the roads cleared. I know there's still a lot of side streets and non-main roads that are still waiting for plows. I, I hope that you guys get um, service and treatment as soon as possible. Um, Stan here saying uh, Greg is just coming back from shoveling for twenty dollars an hour. I can tell you, there was a time in my life where I absolutely would have been those guys up there decked out. Maybe not the guy with the Charlie with the shirt off going down the chute. I might not have gone full shirt off. I would have been the guy in the chute going down. I I totally would have. Um, Now I'm old and my back hurts thinking about shoveling for $20 an hour. That that is, that is no longer in the cards any longer for me, but shout out to the hundreds of Bills fans that made it out there uh, to work there, you know, all night long. That was going since all day yesterday, all literally through the night shift starting at midnight. Um, crazy pictures and videos of people, uh, you know, working their tails off all night long and, and going through everything that they did. It's been awesome. Thank you to all those folks. I know it's not going to be perfect in the stadium today. Uh, there's still going to be plenty of snow. Um, I'd love to tell you not to throw snowballs, but it doesn't matter what I say. People are absolutely going to throw snowballs. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully we don't do something stupid, uh, but we'll see where that leads for the day. There's way too much ammo for there not to be snowballs. Um, but let's talk through a little bit of the other games. If you guys want to ask any questions about the practice squad call-ups, I know Andy Isabella and AJ Klein were called up instead of Leonard, uh, Leonard Fournette or other uh, players. We'll talk about that. We're waiting for the health uh, announcements on whether Rasul Douglas, Terrell Dodson, uh, whether those guys are going to be able to play. Obviously, I'm going to take the A.J. Klein elevation and not a Jamarcus Ingram elevation as maybe a hint, but we'll talk about that and, and Kyer Elam or who if he may play, uh, Latavius Murray, what those different players mean. Uh, but ask any questions you want, Chris. Uh, we'll get them ready. And after I do the recaps of the other playoff games, I'll answer any Bills questions. We'll talk about that at, uh, at the end of the show. Uh, so first, without further ado, before I jump into uh, the first preview or uh, recap of the games we've had this weekend, a uh, big shout out to our sponsors over at Underdog Fantasy. They've been awesome. Uh, if you if you lost this season, uh, uh, Chris did win a little bit of money. He came in third in our uh, contest. Chris Chow ended up taking second. Dave Tilton from the Air Raid Hour won our cover one 
uh, underdog draft. I came in like an embarrassing ninth or tenth. It was terrible. Um, but if you were like me and were not successful this fantasy football season, uh, underdog is there for you to be able to draft new ones. You can do them each weekend, uh, especially weekends like this for the wild card or next week with a divisional round where you've got uh, four really good games. You can draft who you think is going to be the best and have a new team just to play that weekend. Uh, if you use promo code cover one, they will give you a free or they'll match your initial deposit up to $500. Uh, so use promo code cover one. They'll be able to help you out and get those set up there. Uh, but without further ado, let's take a look at this uh, Texans-Browns game. And I got to tell you, um, I was hosting a 80th birthday for my father-in-law. Shout out to Brent Morrow. Um, awesome, awesome guy. Uh, and unfortunately, a Browns fan. And unfortunately, raised my wife to be a rabid Browns fan. So we had an awesome birthday party, but a not awesome viewing experience of watching this game. Um, it was obviously competitive early. And I kind of thought we were going to have a back and forth game. The Browns were winning 14 to 10. And then the Texans rattled off five straight touchdowns, two of them as really just game ending pick sixes in the third quarter. Um, so going into halftime, there was an opportunity. It was 24 to 14. They had a chance to be able to get themselves back into this game. Um, and we talked about it as we went the, you know, there was plenty of games over this four, final four or five game stretch where Joe Flacco was throwing some 50-50 balls that Amari Cooper and David Njoku were just making him look good. And they were going up and winning those balls and breaking them for long, long gains. And and one, you know, God bless him for, for trusting his top athletes to go make plays. But some of them were, were just good luck that they weren't getting intercepted. There was a couple into triple coverage that were being dropped and the interceptions weren't being made. So I didn't think it was going to swing back this aggressively in the manner in which it did. But I did think that there was a pretty good chance that we were going to see something more akin to this kind of um, this kind of performance. And it, it came back in painful, painful fashion. Uh, two back-to-back pick sixes that took it from you know, uh, if they had a score before the half, they had a chance to be able to get it to one score. But it was still 24-14. You're very much still in that game. And instead, it goes to not a 10-point lead, but 17 and then 24 points all at once. Um, really, really rough. And uh, Gareth here saying that you know, we were watching Devin Singletary and uh, how hard he was running. And another really strong game from him, 13 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. He's been a, a big part of that offense. but. Ultimately, C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, and the rest of, and, and everything D'Amico Ryans has going there is just an awesome, awesome story. Uh, if the Bills win today, Houston's going to go into Baltimore, and I, I think Baltimore is, you know, the better team and that Baltimore should win. I don't think that's a, a runaway. I don't think that's some absolutely locked-in sure thing uh, that that's going to be just an easy, easy game. We'll, we'll see where it goes and, and what comes of it. But I, I think the Texans are not this good. They're not 45 to 14 over the Browns good, but they're a good team. And they're a team that uh, should be taken seriously. And, and we'll see where that's going to go um, throughout the rest of this playoffs. But I, you know, I think that they've kind of at least made good uh, with what their season has been and everything from here is just gravy. Um, the next one on Saturday night, again, in frigid, frigid temperatures, um, I believe the temperature in Kansas City at kickoff was negative nine. The uh, 
wind chill was negative 25 during the game. Uh, some spots even worse. They had, you know, as much equipment as possible trying to make it tolerable on the sidelines. They had crazy heaters and blowers and heated benches, um, chicken noodle soup or chicken broth on the sidelines, all those different things. Um, really great shot of Patrick Mahomes' helmet was so cold that on a big hit at the, at the goal line, it cracked. Um, but this was – you know, ultimately just uh, a sad ending to what many people accuse the Dolphins of having a fraudulent season and having, you know, uh, the only good team they beat all year, we're going to get to in a moment, maybe weren't quite as good as what they thought. They literally beat one team with an above 500 record all season. They beat two teams with above 500 records in the last two years combined. And right now, they just kind of look like that middle school bully that beats up on little kids. But if anybody goes back and punches them in the nose, they, they run away and cry. And, you know, it's really hard to have. There's just no evidence of anything to the contrary. The Dolphins look like a paper tiger that, you know, yes, they have an incredible offense that can boat race bad teams and bad defenses. But anybody with a game plan can just shut them down. You know, Spagnolo in their, that Kansas City defense is good. Seven points is embarrassing in a playoff game. That is absolutely an embarrassing performance. They got nothing going overall. Um, their total run game, 18 carries for 76 yards. Their top runner, 33 yards. Tua was their most efficient runner. Um, it just, it, that kind of performance is crazy. And I don't know what it means for Mike McDaniel. I, I do believe in the innovation of his offense, but having a pivot, to these tougher games and having a way to be able to be more competitive. Um, you know, I, I sent out a, a, a tweet with the, the line from succession when uh, he's talking to his children and says, you know, I love you, but you are not serious people. And I reminded myself to send that to Dolphins fans because inevitably they're going to get excited again next preseason. They're going to get excited because they're going to boat race people in September because that's what their team does. And on October 1st, I sent myself a reminder to send that video to them that you are not serious people. And until proven otherwise, I, I just can't take them seriously. So um, the Chiefs have done what every fan was afraid of. They have hung around and hung around and hung around. And now they're here and they're still alive. Um, Rasheed Rice has become a threat in that offense. He is you know, stepped up, and I don't know if taken over for Travis Kelsey, but he has become a number one target. Look at how heavy this distribution was. 12 targets for Rasheed Rice, more than Travis Kelsey. Um, Isaiah Pacheco runs hard and is a pain to tackle. And, you know, they are going to make themselves a, a tough out because this is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had. So this isn't the most high-flying, dangerous offense, but it is still an offense with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid paired with a good run game and paired with a good defense. And that's going to be a difficult out. So if the Bills find a way to win today, they're going to host the Kansas City Chiefs. So it'll be a home game for the first time in the playoffs. Every other game has been out in Kansas City. Uh, we'll get to finally host them here. But it is going to be a very, very tough game. And, you know, ultimately they have to slay that dragon. This is the team you have to find a way to get through. Um, this is the year where they certainly appear beatable. But they've also survived through a lot of crap and gotten themselves in position to be alive and to be able to keep competing for these games. So, um, again, shout out to Kansas City, Steve Spagnolo, 
and their ability to just embarrass the Miami Dolphins. Seven points is embarrassing for the highest flying offense in the league, but that's what happens. Um, and Kansas City took care of business and was able to to do what they needed to do. Um, in continuing with that trend of not very competitive games, another one, Green Bay goes into Dallas and absolutely embarrasses the Dallas Cowboys. Some late nonsense rallying at the end made this look competitive, but with six minutes left in the game, it was 48 to 16 and a 32 point deficit. Don't let those late touchdowns and two point conversions make this look anything more. This was a four possession game with six minutes left in the game. The Green Bay Packers ran it down the Cowboys' throat. Uh, Aaron Jones, who famously, Mike McCarthy, would not turn into a bell cow back in uh, Green Bay, had a three-touchdown game, 21 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns. And I got to tell you, like, I, I, you know, I'm obsessive about NFL football, and I watch as much football as, you know, any you know, person who doesn't do this for a living. I watch a lot of Packers games. I haven't done, you know, any film breakdowns or all 22 reviews. Um, we didn't play the Packers, so I didn't do a deep dive into their analytics and any of the background stuff. But I've watched Jordan Love all year. I got to tell you, there were three or four throws in that game where I sat up straight in my seat and, and went, who, who the hell was that? There were a couple throws on the move, stopping quickly to set his feet, strong throws back across the field. Like, I, I got to tell you that there were a couple Josh Allen throws in that game where I just don't see a lot of other dudes that are not Josh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, like those kind of guys physically capable of making those throws. And there were a few, one in the end zone that he threaded between two defenders in a very much one of those throws where I would say, oh, nobody else besides Josh Allen can make that throw. Jordan Love made one of those. Another one rolling to the right, stopping, quickly setting his feet, coming way back across his body to the left in a throw that everybody tells you not to make. And he hits Romeo Dobbs in kind of a honey hole between the safety and the linebackers. Just a couple of throws that made me sit up and say, Whew, we, we might have to take Jordan Love more seriously than what I thought. And it, not that I thought he was bad, not that I was down on him in any way, but I had never even thought of like, oh, could he be special? Could he be someone that could eventually be a top five quarterback in the league? I had never even fathomed that, that that was a possibility. And I got to tell you, after watching that game yesterday, I don't know if he is. I don't know if he will be. We have to be open to the possibility that the Packers might have just pulled off three straight, you know, awesome quarterbacks. And that they might just go from Favre to Rodgers to Jordan Love, and they may have hit it again. And I, I just wasn't – I didn't think that was a possibility here. I thought it was, oh, he's going to be good, and they'll be fine. And they're young, and we'll see if he can get himself up to – you know, Kirk Cousins to a Dak range. I, he's better than those guys now. He is better than those guys right now. And I, I did not think that was the case. It, it was there. And Charles is right here. There were some embarrassing coverage things 
with the Cowboys. I'm not even counting that. I did lose my mind. And the one where t- I think it was Tucker Craft. I don't remember if it was Mus- Musgrave or Craft or which which of the um, which of the Packers tight ends was literally the like you can see the entire right side of the field. I think Chris actually had a really good tweet of uh, I didn't know half field read was an option on defense. Uh, that that cracked me up. Literally, this is not a joke. You can see the right side of the field from the 40 through the end zone. And the only person in the entire picture is the Packers tight end. There is no cowboy anywhere in the frame of the picture. And it's half the field from the 40 to the end zone. It's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I lost my mind laughing at it. Um, so, yes, that one, you know, some of the the, the statistical totals, maybe exaggerate this but the handful of throws i'm talking about those four or five moments in the game that just made me go holy crap jordan loves real this is this is real he is going to be a, a he is going to be a part of our life going forward he is the real deal he's not perfect he'll have bad moments but this kind of ceiling is real like he can do this and that's going to be something to be taken care of um Similar to my comments on the Dolphins, I don't know what you do if you're a Cowboys fan. Um, same exact thing. You boat race bad teams in the regular season. Um, you embarrass bad teams, and every time you go up against a good team, you lose. I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, they have a ton of free agents, and I mean a ton. Like, the list, the guy, I think it was, I don't know if it was Adam Schefter or Field Yates or like a, a big time reporter just listed it. And it's more than the Twitter character limit shows you in one field. And I'm telling you, the names at the bottom aren't, uh, to put it in Bill's terms, it's not Tyler Medikevich, it's not Cam Lewis. Like impactful playing, contributing players, the whole screen, every single player through the list. They are coming up with some incredibly hard contract decisions. Uh, Dak Prescott's contract is coming up. I, I'm, I've been refreshing Twitter. Mike McCarthy should be fired any moment. Um, lots of rumors of Bill Belichick heading to Dallas. Uh, I don't know what they do. You know, CD Lamb's awesome. Micah Parsons is awesome. Everything else, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Zach Martin is trying to hold it together. You know, they, they have the offensive line that I think sounds better than what it is because guys are getting older. I, I don't know. They got a lot of questions and a lot of crap to figure out. Um, The next game was finally, finally yesterday, we got a fun, competitive back-and-forth game that wasn't a blowout. Um, And, you know, ultimately, I'm going to start real quick with the Rams. I think the Rams exceeded expectations by – more than any NFC team. I get Houston probably was right there. Uh, there were people like smart people that, that follow football who had bets in on the Rams having the worst record in the league. It looked like they might be tanking. We didn't know if Matthew Stafford was even going to play. Um, they just had a bunch of day three picks that were contributing. And all of a sudden, you know, Kobe Turner and Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams and all these guys are, are, shattering records and and fighting for rookie of the year and with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So shout out to, you know, Les and, and Sean McVay and everything they put together. Uh, this was an awesome, awesome season. Uh, I picked the Rams to beat Detroit just because I thought they were the hotter team coming in. So I even thought this was a mild surprise. Um, but awesome season by the Rams. They deserve a ton of credit. Should hang their heads, you know, very high. They they have nothing to be ashamed of. This was a great season, and they exceeded ex- every expectation. Sean McVay talked after the game that this rekindled his fire in football, and this team got him passionate again. Because you know, I think he heard some of the whispers of going to TV and everything like that, and uh, this team got him excited. So all that put aside, I am so happy for Detroit fans. This was the longest drought in all of pro sports. They had gone 30-plus years, 31, 32 years, I don't remember, 1992. Uh, so 32 years, 31 seasons since their last playoff win. Uh, in their last playoff win, George H.W. Bush was still the president. Bill Clinton hadn't even been sworn in yet as president. Um, it's just unbelievable how long ago and how many things had happened since that. I, I took some liberties because now the Dolphins are the longest team without a playoff win. But some things that, that haven't happened since the last time the Detroit Lions uh, won a playoff game, the, the Colts were still in the AFC East. Uh, the Seahawks were still in the AFC. The uh, Texans, Jaguars, and Panthers didn't exist. There was no playoff free agency let alone smartphones, text messaging didn't exist, and email was only like a CompuServe function. Um, It's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. Detroit fans are very akin to Bills fans. You know, Bills, uh, Browns, uh, Lions, there is a a, a Rust Belt, Lake Erie kinship with those long-suffering fan bases and how loyal they remain. Um, you know, Russ Brown used to write for us here at Cover One. Uh, a lot of other friends, I, you know, in my personal life or professional life, I, I work with a lot of people in the Detroit area. Uh, a lot of really longtime passionate fans. Uh, I was so, so happy for them. Uh, they have a young, exciting team. There are so many cool things going on with that team. Shout out to, to Jared Goff, the two headed running attack with Montgomery and Gibbs. And all the different pieces, Laporta, I'm on Ross St. Brown as a stud. You know, Jamison Williams, one of the fastest, most explosive receivers. He's kind of like a, a spare bonus deep threat. He was a top 10 pick. Josh Reynolds, uh, revenge game coming back against the Rams. Just a really, really exciting, fun team. They might have the best offensive line in the NFL. Uh, for my money, I think they actually are better than what, you know, teams like the Browns and the Eagles and the 49ers get credit for. The Lions actually do it and, and are out there proving it every game. This is an exciting team. Um, they're you know going to host whoever wins uh, the the game tonight out of the the Bucks and the Eagles, and I think the Lions have a good shot to go to an NFC Championship game. Um, and if God forbid the Packers upset the 49ers, they could host an NFC Championship game. Just crazy stuff. Uh, and I think they have a shot to go out to San Francisco and give. 
the 49ers and everything they can handle in a game out there. So um, good for the Lions. Awesome for the Lions fans. Very, very excited for them. Um, I know there was a lot of, you know, disputes on the the officiating and refereeing in the game. It went both ways. The, the Lions got robbed of a possession at the end of the first half, and they could have gone down and got points where they made the wrong call, where the Rams defender clearly was in the neutral zone, and they called a false start on the Lions. And that was on fourth and five. It would have given a first down with a minute 14 to go at their own 40, very likely to get points there. Uh, instead, they had to punt it away on fourth and 10. Um, so there were some questionable stuff at the end. I think you could have called pass interference or holding a Puka Nakua. There were some hits on Matthew Stafford that I think could have got flagged, but it certainly went both ways. And after the Cowboys end of game declare eligible debacle, you know, good luck getting a Lions fan to feel bad about having a call go their way. Uh, so so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, all of that leading us to tonight. Um, I don't have a ton to say about the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Uh, I think the Bucs can beat them. I think the Eagles are reeling. They're without A.J. Brown. You know, Hurts is, is trying to play with a broken finger on his throwing hand. That game is a mess. I won't be shocked if the Eagles are able to just win at the line of scrimmage and beat them or Baker Mayfield throws three interceptions. I won't be shocked. But I think the Buccaneers can win that game, and I think they're going to. Um, so now, any questions that we have? About this Buffalo Bills game, we, we can load those up. I'm really excited to be able to see, um, you know, everything that, that we have going on here. It's going to be interesting uh, to go through. But I, this is one of those games, I, I'm really glad that logic prevailed and that we were able to get um, this back into a, a good, healthy spot because I didn't want this to be some disastrous weather game because the Steelers' only threat is is really run the ball and then take a deep shot a couple times a game or hope that one of your receivers takes a short pass and breaks it. Uh, last week, um, Deontay Johnson broke a 71-yard touchdown on like a quick slant, and all the rest of Mason Rudolph's 17 completions went for 81 yards. Like their entire offense is dink and dunk, line of scrimmage, break tackles, and go. Um, I didn't want that to, you know, that translates okay to horrible weather and snow and wind. And I think it's going to be a lot more normal. Um, it's still going to be cold, frigid cold. Um, there's still going to be some wind. But I think this is going to be much more normal. I'm not predicting it's going to be like the Patriots playoff game, but it's going to be like the weather in the Patriots playoff game where it's cold, um, but it's going to be pretty normal. It's not going to be crazy uh, stuff back and forth. I didn't want them to have a, you know, built-in benefit of dragging it down into their kind of game where all of a sudden, you know, Najee Harris matters more than I think he should. Uh, he's still a good player. He's going to be a big part of this game, but I didn't want that to, to flip that way. Um, we're now in a position like, you know, heck, the, the Cowboys yesterday. They, they were heavy favorites. They were the two seed against the seven seed. So all those things said, we can't take this Steelers team lightly. They have to come out. They have to have a good uh, game plan. They have to have a plan together to be able to um, take care of this team and not let them hang around and feel like it's there. I think Stan's sharing here the current weather update, 11 degrees, partly sunny with a high near 17, southwest wind 11 to 16 miles an hour. That is very doable. It's going to be cold. It's going to be real, real cold, but that's going to be doable in this weather here today. So um, 
the first question is Stan asking, you know, what do you think the Bills' personnel and strategy will be today? So obviously we're going to be missing Gabe Davis, the call-up. Uh, he's already been declared out. They called up Andy Isabella. Um, I think we see a ton of 12, 13, and 22 personnel. So Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid on the field all the time. I think Diggs, Shakir, Knox, and Kincaid, I want those four on the field as often as possible. Who the fifth guy is and whether that's I'm good with some Reggie Gilliam, some Trent Sherfield, some Deontay Hardy, um, some pony backfields. Give me Ty Johnson and James Cook out there at the same time. But I want the four of Shakir, Diggs, Knox, and Kincaid out there as often as possible. I'm good with jumbo sets of David Edwards. Um, so six offensive linemen and two tight ends, six offensive linemen, two tight ends, and Reggie Gilliam. Um, I want heavy personnel because those guys, Reggie Gilliam can catch passes. Dawson Knox can catch passes. Dalton Kincaid can catch passes. I want those guys out there as often as possible to keep the Steelers in their heavy personnel and to throw against their linebackers. Uh, us throwing against their linebackers, Landon Roberts has been playing well for them. He is a downhill thumper. Um, he is not in space. He is not a guy there. Mika Fitzpatrick's trying to come back from a long-term injury. Um, he's obviously better than what they've had, but we'll see what version of uh, Mika Fitzpatrick we get in the game today. Uh, Nate Herbig is a guy that a lot of people like in the draft, but he's like 40 pounds lighter than TJ Watt. He's like 240 pounds. He's an outside linebacker. I want to run the ball right at him and get him into space and then let him try to pass rush against Spencer Brown and, and Deion Dawkins. Um, same thing with Alex Highsmith. I want to have a lot of runs right at him, same way we handled Micah Parsons. Run the ball at them, run the ball at them, then hit play action where he has to check the run and then go pass rush. Um, so that's what I want from a personnel and strategy uh, plan today. I want a balance attack, plenty of run, uh, but they can't abandon the pass. They can't go all heavy runs. So I'm, I'm good 50-50, 55-45 to the pass, uh, but we want balance. I want play action shots. And I want a lot of heavy personnel where we pass out of the heavy personnel with their base personnel on the field. Um, Nick asking, you know, did the extra day help out hurt players or no word yet? Um, so nothing official, but obviously it helps a little bit. Uh, so Rasul Douglas, that's one more day of healing. He made a Twitter post that some people are interpreting as him being uh, able to play today. We'll see. We're not going to find out until, I think we'll know right about 3 o'clock is the 90-minute mark before the game. I think it's officially a 4.30 kick, so we should know right at 3 p.m. whether he's going to play or not. I have not seen that reported. Uh, but obviously, any extra time for Ty Johnson, for um, Rasul Douglas, for Terrell Dodson, it's it's more additional benefit. Um, if they can play, they will. If they can't, they won't. They're not going to – you know, it's not – one more day is not a miracle. They're also not going to take this game lightly and uh, – you know, rest guys assuming that they're going to win. That's not how this works. The, the Steelers are a playoff team. The Steelers have won a ton of other games this year that they didn't deserve. Uh, they can do that again today. So so um, it certainly does help. I have not seen it formally reported that it benefited anyone specifically, but it did seem like guys who are day-to-day -day, like Ty Johnson and Rasul Douglas, one more day probably didn't hurt. Um this really smart person here asking a question, uh, how big of a deal is TJ Watt being out? Um, I would love to tell you that this is just next man up and that, hey, you know, he's just a player on the Steelers. The last 11 games, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers have played without TJ Watt, they are one in 10. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in his entire career. He's one in 10 in his last 11 games without TJ Watt. Um, he is, I think, a pretty good argument, the single most impactful non-quarterback in the NFL in this kind of situation. I don't know that any team has a player that the game swings as much of any non-quarterback of T.J. Watt being in and out. I, I think Miles Garrett, Michael Parsons, there are uh, you know Bosa. I think there are other defensive players who are arguably as good or maybe even better. I don't know, maybe better than him. They have other people around them that are more impactful. No team swings in their likelihood as much as this team does. So, um, again, you can't take them lightly. You still have to find a way to win. The Bills cannot lose to a Steelers team without T.J. Watt. They, this is a huge loss for them. Um, they have to find a way to win. They simply have to. Uh, Charles here saying, yeah, the path to victory seems pretty straightforward this week. Don't beat yourself with turnovers and penalties. Spot on. That is 100% accurate. That is exactly what they need to do. They cannot give themselves easy paths. You can't. Um, and this is a, a game where with Josh Allen, I don't need Josh's A-plus game. I don't even need an A game. I need an A minus, a B plus. I need a Josh Allen B plus game. You can have one turnover. We can't have multiple. Um, we need to be even or win the turnover battle. Uh, it's fine if we both have one turnover. We cause one. They cause one. We're good. The Bills will. I'll, I'll say that straight up. If the Bills are even or better in the turnover differential, they will win. The Steelers have to win the turnover differential to win. But we've seen that. We did it. Look what we did against the Chargers. Um, we were significantly better than them, but we kept giving them turnovers. Look what we did uh, in the Dolphins game. We had 473 yards against, uh, of offense against the Dolphins without the 96-yard punt return. So almost 600 yards, 570 yards total. Uh, that would have been another drive there from the four if we if we had it there. Um, we moved the ball up and down the field over and over and over again, and then we kept shooting ourselves in the foot. We kept throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball. If we do that, the Steelers can absolutely hang in this game. They've done it all year. The Steelers have won games they didn't deserve by coming up with crazy turnover luck and all those different plays. Um, if we give them the ball, they are absolutely capable of doing this. Um, I haven't seen this stat here, but Charles is, is claiming he saw that Josh is 16-0 and when he doesn't turn it over. That, I, that feels accurate. I'll 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 put that out there. That feels accurate. That feels right. I I I I won't be shocked if that's accurate today. Um, so again, I, I we just need Josh Allen to play smart, to be able to you know I still want him to be aggressive. I want him to take shots, but play within yourself. Be okay taking a profit. Let's use the fourth and two play from last week. Take the check down to Dalton Kincaid. If he takes the check down and Dalton Kincaid gets tackled short, okay. You know, we live to fight another day, but give your guy a shot, take the profit, try to convert. Don't put it on yourself that your only chance is throwing a jump ball into the end zone. Give your guys a chance, live to fight another day, manage turnovers, keep it in second and third and manageable. Don't take big chunk. You don't risk it going for big chunk plays. Gain yards, gain yards, gain yards. We have one of the few offenses in the NFL 
that can matriculate the ball down the field. Most offenses can't go 10, 11, 12 play drives all down the field over and over again. We can't. We have the offense that can go and have three and four third down conversions and that we can go on 12, 15 play drives and just take the life out of the other team. We're able to do that. Let ourselves do that. Let ourselves do that. Have good balance. Take your play action shots. Keep balance with the run game. Keep balance. I'm okay if Josh has 10 or 12 rush attempts. He had 15 rush attempts last game. I'm okay with that. This is the time. We kept him safe all year. He was safe and healthy all season long to be fresh for right now, to be able to do this. I want 15 carries out of James Cook. I want eight carries out of Ty Johnson. I want 10 or 12 carries out of Josh Allen. And then 25 pass attempts. Uh, you know, Give me a game like that, the Bills will win. If you give me a, a box score like that, the Bills will win. Um, if we let the Steelers hang around, if we give them turnovers, if we make special teams mistakes, they've shown the capability to do that and they'll be able to um, take advantage because they've done it all year long. They're, they're not, they don't deserve to be in this spot. I don't think they're as good as a 10 win record is, but Mike Tomlin's an awesome coach. They've got some really scrappy players and they find a way to pull out wins in games because teams let them hang around and teams give them opportunities to do it. And they are smart enough and savvy enough to be able to do that to us today if we let them. All right. Um, last one here before we go through, uh, as Chris just put up here, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Help us out. Press that like button. Let us know what we have going on. Uh, give us some comments. Give us a, a score prediction uh, in the, the YouTube comments here. Um, I think I saw one more here from Robert. Do you have any idea about the schedule for the games next week? Yes, we saw the announcement. Uh, if no matter what, the Bills or the Steelers will play the 630 game next Sunday, the Texans will play the Saturday afternoon game. So if the Steelers win, it will be Texans Chiefs on Saturday, Steelers Ravens on Sunday. If the Bills win, which obviously I hope the Bills win, it will be uh, Texans Ravens on Saturday and Bills Chiefs the 6.30 p.m. divisional round finale next Sunday. So if the Bills win, they'll have the longest rest you can have, which is the late game next Sunday. Yes, the Chiefs will have a rest advantage, but they also have to come on the road, whatever. Find a way to win the game. You know, We're well beyond complaining about rest advantage or any crap like this. The game had to be moved because there's no way you could play a game yesterday. It would have been worse to move it to Atlanta or some other neutral spot and let a bunch of Steelers fans get in there. Um, it is what it is. This is simply the way that that, that had to go. So um, I hope Lewis is right here. He's uh, predicting Bills 28, uh, Steelers 14, three sacks, two interceptions. I would love if we see uh, – there are a lot of Browns fans super excited about the run Joe Flacco was on. I wouldn't mind Mason Rudolph turning into a pumpkin during this game. That would be fun to discover and to help remind them that, hey, he's not the answer for you going forward either. Uh, but we'll find out. We'll see. He's had a really hot run here. Maybe he can keep it going. Uh, God bless him. We'll give him all the best. Uh, but thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys being able to check this out. Um, we'll uh, look for more fun things going on. Make sure you check out all the other stuff going on at Cover One. Uh, Aaron and I will be here with you immediately after the game, uh, breaking down everything that happens in, in Bill Steelers. Uh, but on behalf of our awesome producer, uh, Chris Seth, I'm Greg Thompson. You've been checking out the Greg Thompson Sports Show, and we are out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.